are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Help me to see what you're showing me. Help me to see what you're showing me. You see, often God is showing you things, but you don't see it. I think about Zechariah in Zechariah chapter 4. Oh, I love this precious prophet Zechariah and his amazing chapters. And he prophesied about Jesus in the most amazing, accurate way. And it says here, Now the angel of chapter 4, verse 1, who talked with me, came back and wakened me, as a man is wakened out of his sleep. In other words, he's awakening him, but it's not that he's asleep. It's kind of like you're just daydreaming and, oh, okay, okay, you know, you wake up. And he said to me, what do you see, Zechariah? And I love Zechariah's response. So I said, I'm looking. And there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it. And on the stand, seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two olive trees are by it, at one, one, one at the right of the bowl and the other at the left. So I answered, so I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? And the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what they are? I said, No, Lord. And he said, uh, and he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So here it comes. The Lord was showing Zechariah the answer for the challenges they faced in this life. But he wasn't seeing it, even though God was showing it. He wasn't seeing what God was showing. God was showing the answer, but he didn't see it. He didn't connect with it. So the angel had to wake him, wake up spiritually. Come on, it's right here. The answer is here, but you're not seeing it. And, and we can have this in many ways. We could sometimes be looking for something and it's right under our nose. I have had this often where I look for something and it's right there. And I don't know how I could have missed it. I don't know how I didn't see it, but I didn't see it until I kept looking, kept looking. And that I do find is one of the ways for you to see what God is showing you, is you've got to keep looking. You can't give up looking. You can't give up looking. You've got to keep looking, kind of like the woman in Mark chapter 5. She kept saying within herself, she kept saying within herself, if I but touch them of his garment, I will be made whole. It says there in Mark chapter 5. If I but touch them of his garment. She kept saying it. She kept saying it. And I'm sure that the struggle that dear precious soul went through to get to that place was not small. But she finally was able to touch the hem of his garment and instantly what she believed came to pass. And I believe that the struggle is worth it when you can't see it, you can't see it. You said, Lord, like Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles chapter 20, he said, Lord, I can't see the answer. I can't see the answer. I don't know what to do, but I keep looking. I keep looking. 
Oh, friends, it's so worth it to keep looking for the answer. Keep looking for it. Some people will say to you, you know, I don't know why you keep on looking for it. You know, it's just if it was you, if it was for you, you would have found it by now. You need to just give up on it. Don't give up in Jesus' name. Keep looking. Keep looking to the Lord for the answer. Keep looking to the Lord for the answer. Come on, keep looking to God for the answer. Many times the struggle can be long, but the victory will not fail for those who endure and persevere. For we count them blessed to endure, seeing the mercies of the Lord, how he restored Job, we read about in James chapter 5, verse 11. Oh, friends, don't give up looking. Keep looking. Jesus said in Matthew, excuse me, in John chapter 5, verse 19, I could do nothing of myself. It's the Father who loves me, who shows me everything that he does himself. And he will show me greater works than these so that you may marvel. Read it, John 5, verse 19 and 30. And then he says something most powerful, and I've got to read that to you from the Amplified Translation in verse 30 of that same amazing chapter 5 of John from which I've learned so much. He says in verse 30, I am able to do nothing from myself independently on my own accord, but only as I'm taught by God, as I get his orders, even as I hear, I judge, I decide, as I'm bidden to decide, as the voice comes to me, so I give the decision, and my judgment is righteous, right, and just because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what's pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of my Father who sent me. (laughs) I'll read to you verse 19. And Jesus answered, The Son is able to do nothing of himself of his own accord, but he is able to do only what he sees the Father doing, for whatever the Father does is what the Son does in the same way in his turn. The Father dearly loves the Son and discloses to show him everything that he himself does, and he will disclose to him and let him see greater things yet than these that you may marvel. Now, Help me to see what you're showing me. It's the title of this devotion. That is a good prayer. Help me to see it, Lord. Help me to see it. You know, when the Lord, and I've given this testimony before, sent me to Canterbury in 1989 to all the Jesus Now Crusade at the Marlowe Theater, I was crying with tears, crying really sincerely from my heart because I was so frightened and so troubled on every side. And I said, Lord, please give somebody to stand alongside me. I'm all alone. Help me, Lord. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, Robert, until you learn how to stand alone with me, I cannot add anyone to you. And instantly out of my heart came these words by the Holy Spirit, Lord, You are more than enough for me. And he spoke to me again and said to me, this battle is not yours, but mine. And my goodness, standing with the Lord, the Lord standing with me, made me break through barriers that that I still remember how his spirit gave me the victory. You see, 
you've got to begin to see that the Lord is standing with you. That if God before you, who could be against you? I've often said to Joshua, my son, who's been married now for many years, I've said to him, Josh, it is obvious for me to see who's building your house because you could not have what you have if it wasn't the Lord building your house. And I can say the same thing to my other children who are all married. To my own life, it's obvious for me to see who's building my house because if it, if it wasn't for the Lord, I wouldn't have what I have with Virginia this coming April 2023. We will have been married 40 years. April 13, 2023, 40 years. I can't believe it, I don't feel that old. Both Virginia and I, we feel renewed in our youth and our joy in the Lord, and we see His mercy and goodness in the land of the living because we could see what He wants to show us, that He's building our home, that He's with us, that He's our helper, that He stands alongside us, that He never fails us. And I cannot act as if I can't see it when He's shown it to me so many times. How can I doubt it now? No, I will not doubt it now. It may not be as obvious to me as it was before, but I know my Redeemer lives. I know my God is my strength and my shield and my exceedingly great reward. And it is because of His own righteousness that I can share this with you. It is surely not because of my righteousness that I sit here before you, but because the Lord has sustained me in this mercy and grants me utterance to speak these words that I could share with you today. And the same grace given to me is here for you because God is not a respecter of persons. He is faithful, faithful to give to us what He gives to all of us. Now, let me take you for a second to one of the Psalms that I've shared with you earlier this week, <laughs> Psalm 119, verse 37. Well, let me add verse 36. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. Let me in my heart keep thinking of, of your faithfulness, Lord, and not have a wandering heart after this and that. No, Lord, you've always taken care of me. I trust you. My life is in your hands. My future belongs to you. You meet all of my need according to your riches. My heart is surrendered to know your righteousness, your salvation day and night, Lord. I just commit it all to you. I'm not going to run after this with my heart. I'll run after you with my whole heart. David talks about this in Psalm 27 and Psalm 84 and so many other Psalms, Psalm 63. <laughs> and he says, incline my heart to your testimonies to remember your faithfulness to me. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Establish your word to your servant who's devoted to fearing you. Lord, turn my eyes away. You see, often we struggle in seeing what he's showing us because we're looking at everything else. We're looking at other things. And I understand these things can grab you. I've told you the story once how I was walking through a shopping mall with Virginia and while she was in the store, I was standing there and there was a jewelry store and I thought, wow, well, while am I, I just have a look. I, I like to look at watches. So I looked at these watches and there was this one watch and it just grabbed me like it want, like you want me, you want me. And I thought, when I looked at the little price tag, I thought, no, <laughs> no, this is not my time for anything like this. Nope, get off of me. 
No, and I thought, walk off, walk off while you can. Don't let it get on you. Don't, you know, you could see something and it can grab you, but don't let it take root. Shake it off, shake it off, cast it off. And I was walking off and casting it off. Get off of me, get off that image of that watch, get off. But it kept pushing and pulling. And I, Virginia came, I didn't tell her, but in my heart I was saying, get off of me, get off, you know. And we're walking even towards the end of the mall, it still called me. Come and buy me, buy. <laughs> Did you buy it? No, never, never. No, I will not let my eyes look at worthless things. No, turn my eyes away from looking at worthless things. Now, I'm not saying there's something wrong with buying a watch. It's not the point, but that was not the time for me. No, I had many other responsibilities. You got to watch yourself that you don't allow your eyes to be grabbed by things that is not now, not now. The Lord Jesus said, come on, don't worry about what clothing you shall wear or what you shall eat in Matthew 6. Your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and these things will be added in time. You gotta guard your heart, you gotta guard your eyes and not allow yourself to be so captured with it that that's all the images that you have and that's why you can't see what he's trying to show you because there's too many other things in the way. Psalm 101 is one of David's famous, phenomenally anointed psalms. I've learned a lot from this one little bitty psalm. How many verses does that psalm have? Eight, it's only eight verses. Look at verse one. I will sing of mercy and justice to you, O Lord. I will sing praises. I will sing of mercy and justice to you, O Lord. I will sing praises. I will behave wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A, prefer, a perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not know wickedness and so forth and so forth. And David says, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. The word wicked here is the word worthless. <laughs> worthless. You know, it really came to me yesterday, last night. I was sitting before the Lord. I was listening to some anointed music and it just came to my conscience how Jesus was not distracted from the mission for which he came to earth and how there were many temptations that came to him because he was tempted like us in every way, yet without sin, it says in Hebrews 4, verse 15. And Jesus was tempted, you know, things tried to grab him, try to entice him, try to pull him away from the mission. <laughs> but Jesus would not set his heart on those things. He would not set his eyes on those things. He kept his heart and his eyes set on the joy set before him, it says in Hebrews 12, verse 2. And he persevered even though that meant the suffering of the cross and the shame and the death but he did not allow it to stop him. 
so that he could fulfill the mission to become the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him, Hebrews 5 says. And I so pray. I was thinking about this last night. Lord, do not let my heart be enticed by worthless things that for something (coughs) comparatively empty and worthless, I would not live ready for what you want to work through me in helping other precious souls and being excuse me, a good example for Virginia, that in meekness and gentleness and kindness and loneliness, I love her and serve her with the love of Christ, that for some silly issue, I would allow that to be spoiled or that I wouldn't be there for my children or children's children or for you and the congregation of the Lord and for the multitudes that are seeking help from the Lord that he gives me the privilege to minister to, that for something worthless, I would miss out that I allowed my heart to be darkened and enticed by something silly and then don't have the light and can't see what you're trying to show me. Jesus, you know, he could have walked through the marketplace there and smelled this food and smelled that food and he could have been physically hungry and and just thought, well, I don't want to go to bed. I feel my spirit. I need to go to the pools of Bethesda. But yeah, I'm hungry. Forget it. I'm going to go eat. No, he, he just, he, he didn't. Peter said, Lord, aren't you hungry? Don't you spell that? Peter, I'm going to the pool of Bethesda. So not now. Come on, let's stay on target. And he didn't allow that temptation to draw him aside. I'm, I'm just giving this as an example. I'm not saying that really happened. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to say something that's not in the Bible. I'm just trying to give you an example. Jesus didn't allow himself to, and he went to the pool Bethesda and there he saw that man and he knew in his spirit that he'd been there a long time. And by the power of God, he raised him up and this is what the Lord had given him to do. In other words, Comparatively, that man having been ill like that for what, 38 years? Comparatively, for that little bitty meal to healing that man, that meal would have been worthless. Eating is nothing wrong with it, and eating then would have not been wrong, but it wasn't, it wasn't, not now. And Jesus wouldn't have seen what God wanted to show him, the healing of that precious man. Do you see the example? It's just an example. Please don't, don't think that... Anyway, I've made it clear. And this is what I was thinking last night. Lord, don't let me miss out on what you want to show me for something worthless. Help me to be true in my heart to you. Help me to be true, Lord, so that I see what you want to show me. So let's pray this. Let's pursue this. Let's seek this. Let's desire this. I want to give you just a closing, a few more scriptures. One of them is a scripture the Lord has used concerning what I'm talking to you about right now. And it's right here in Psalm 4, which is also David's psalm, where he says in verse 2, How long, O you sons of men, will you turn my glory to shame? How long will you love worthlessness and seek falsehood? But know that the Lord has set apart for himself him who is godly, and the Lord will hear when I call to him. That verse God has used to bring into my consciousness this what I'm talking to you about now. When I share this simple little bitty devotion with you, help me to see what you're showing me. It, it lies quite deep in me because I pray this, Lord, please don't let me miss your glory, embodying your glory, 
having your body, your glory manifest in my body. Don't let me exchange this for the worthlessness that causes me to be naked and barren as just a mere human being. Lord, please don't let me love worthlessness and seek falsehood, but let me live separated unto you, Father, in the knowledge of your loving kindness that you hear my heart when I cry to you for precious people, for precious souls. I want to encourage you to take that scripture here from Psalm 4, verse 2 and verse 3 and begin to pray it, okay? Begin to pray it. Another scripture that is in the same nature that also I've prayed for many, many years is right here in Isaiah 11. The Spirit of the Lord, verse 2, shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ear. So I've prayed this and prayed this. Lord, please, I want to know by your spirit what you want to show me. I want by your spirit to have your wisdom and understanding, by your spirit to have your counsel and mind, by your spirit to have your knowledge and that reverential, obedient fear, and that my joy is in your reverential, obedient fear that I'll not decide anything by just hearing or seeing, but by your spirit. Pray this verse, Isaiah 11, verse 2. Pray this verse 2 and 3 of Isaiah 11. And then years ago, this is Isaiah in closing, the last verse, Isaiah 33, verse 15. Years ago, I'm just, I'm just reading my Bible like, you know, you could see the underlining. I'm just reading my Bible and I come along, I come to this verse, okay? This is Isaiah 33, verse 15. He who walks righteously and speaks uprightly, he who despises the gain of oppression, who gestures with his hands, refusing bribes, who stops his ears from hearing of bloodshed and shuts his eyes from seeing evil. He will dwell on high. His place of defense will be the fortress of rocks. Bread will be given him. His water will be sure. When I read this, the Spirit of the Lord Jesus boom, came up in me and I knew God was speaking this directly to me who stops his ears from hearing bloodshed and shuts his eyes from seeing evil. And ever since that scripture came alive unto me from the Spirit of the Lord, I cannot bear to watch movies that are full of bloodshed and evil. And, and, and I just, I just, I, I know it's not for me. I know it's not for me. And I'm not saying to you, if you watch something you know, that has some of that in there, that, that you've done something terribly wrong. Don't misunderstand me. I just don't want to miss out on what God longs to show me because I look at things that devour, corrupt my ability to see. And God knows what it is in your life that undermines Him being able to show you what He longs to show you. So let the Holy Spirit help you to see what He's shown you. Let the Holy, the Holy Spirit gave me these scriptures, Psalm 4, verse 2 and 3, Isaiah 11, verse 2 and 3, Isaiah 33, verse 15 and 16. <coughs> he gave me these verses and many others to help me to see what he's trying to show me. Psalm 119, verse 37. All these different verses. There's so many others. Psalm 
138 verse 4, Psalm 86, all these, all these different Psalms, he would give me and try to strengthen me, to help me to see what he's trying to show me. Now, I believe the Holy Spirit is here to help you to see what the Heavenly Father loves to show you. Amen. Have a good day.